Hey Fabo Creatives, are you feeling stuck, need a refresh, or want to learn how to re-energize that passion and purpose you had when you first believed you could be your own CEO? Bobby here, and I help ambitious creatives build a sustainable business that they love and their clients love more. With my 40 years of experience as a creative business owner, I am on a mission to empower you to make an impact as the CEO of your business. Because when you do well, you can do good. Together, we will help you achieve a prosperous career with a purpose by keeping service at the forefront of your business because you should be able to make a difference and a living. Agreed? Go find out more information on my coaching over at bobbybrinkman.com. Consider me your business cheerleader and I would be so honored to be your coach. So again, head over to bobbybrinkman.com and learn how we can work together, cheering you all on to be even more fabo. Hey Favo listeners, welcome to episode 51. Have you ever wondered what you'd be really good at? And do you know that it was okay to try different things before you figure it out? If either of those two statements ring too true to you, then my friends, you have tuned in to the right episode. My guest today is Shelly Criswell, Elevate Your Best Life. She is a virtual assistant mentor and has dabbled in lots of specialties before finding out that she was fabo at teaching people to ditch their nine to five and work from home. She grew her virtual assistant business as a side hustle, teaching herself along the way and not sure what she was doing all the time. But listeners, let me tell you, she has figured it out. So again, have you ever wondered what you'd be really good at? That's our topic for today's episode. And don't you dare think about fast forwarding because Shelly, she's got a quiz for you. So turn those earbuds up. This is the Beef Apple Podcast. to the Beef Abel Podcast, episodes full of candid conversations that speak to the hard truth that it takes more than hustle and luck to be your own CEO. Being a creative entrepreneur and running a business is not at all like the glam that you see on Instagram or reality TV. The truth is, it's showing up every single day, putting in the blood, sweat, and yes, lots of tears. Oh, do not forget all the hard work. I'm your host, Bobby Brinkman photographer, coach, speaker, wedding industry educator, diet Mountain Dew addict. You see why, right? I am hitting the pause on that hustle and luck myth button because it's more than getting a really cute website and hanging a now open sign. Not just waving the magic wand so that all the success, money, and clients will just be lined up ready to hire you. Hope is not a business strategy, my friends. And along with my guests, the goal of our podcast is to motivate, educate, and celebrate creative entrepreneurs discussing topics and information that will help you get and keep you in that CEO mindset through our candid conversations. You're going to hear stories from other creatives at different stages along their career journey. They'll be sharing the same struggles you have, as well as business insights, tools, and foundations that they have in place to keep their businesses moving forward, no matter what kind of S-H-I-T tries to knock you off your career path. I want to challenge you to unapologetically keep showing up to attract your ideal clients, serve them in the most fabulous way, while collecting a purpose-driven paycheck. I want to empower you to create a career that you not only love and are proud of, but also one that your clients love and will support even more. Now let's get started. All right, listeners, welcome back. As promised, we are chatting all about virtual assistance today. One of the topics you all asked me a lot about, and I am thrilled that Miss Shelley is joining us from South Carolina today. And she is, everybody, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, the links in the show notes, 
back to her website, but uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the information that she's going to be able to share with you. She's going to give you an honest talk. We're going to have an honest conversation. So Miss Shelley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I, I, like I said, this is uh, especially in the world that we're in right now. I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful that we get to embrace and challenge ourselves to find other people that can help us, um, that there are helpers out there that can help us. And as creative business owners, whether you're swamped, slow, or somewhere in the middle, we can all use a little help. Can I get an yes. amen in there, listeners? <laughs> that is true. So one of the things that I really loved when, when you first introduced yourself to me was the fact that you did not want to be working for a company that you were a number. So yep. maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about what that push was and that you were a, you know, that, that you were working as a medical technologist and then going to a virtual assistant. So, you know, for the listeners listening in, we're not going to dive in every definition about virtual assistants. I'm going to just go out there and assume that you guys kind of know what those are, but we're going to focus while we have Shelly's time on why you need one, what it's like to be one and how she can teach you. And again, leaving that world of medical technology into being a VA, is there a parallel, is a similarity? How did you know to make that transition except that you just didn't want to work nine to five anymore? Yeah, just, yeah. So medical technologists, they work in the lab. Um, and I was in a hospital lab. No, no, you know, you're working weekends, holidays, crazy hours. Um, and yeah, you're just a number, no recognition, you know, um, and I just was tired of it. I wanted to be recognized <laughs> for the hard work I do. I wanted to be home with my kids on Christmas. Um, I, and I wanted to choose who I worked with. So uh, and it's, and I had that's, always, that's a good thing that virtual assistants, if anybody doesn't realize that is you are your own boss. I mean, you get to figure that part out and, and you're, you're right right now. It's the world's going so fast and so slow at the same time. And I think we do as creatives, we miss a lot of time with family and friends. It's a sacrifice, but it's a good sacrifice because we want to be our own CEOs. And, and I think with virtual assistants, that's one of the beauties because you can take on a workload and then take some time off and take on a workload. So maybe you can let us know, is there a certain type of personality that would be a great virtual assistant? I know you have a quiz and I teased everybody in, in, the, in the bio that, you know, she has a quiz, don't force fast forward. So is that how you came up with that quiz? So that you could say, okay, you're wanting to leave your nine to five. I've got a general idea for you. And then along those lines in that quiz, are there different types of virtual assistants? I think that's something that we never really talk about. You know, are there different virtual assistant specialties and are certain people more apt to work as a VA in that category? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When I first started, I thought it was all like a general, you're a VA, it's all general. But um, once I started, I realized, oh, I don't really like doing that or I'm not good at that. So let me try this. Um, and I've slowly found what I'm really good at and what I'm not, what I'm not good at or don't enjoy. Right. Um, and yeah, there's definitely specialties. So that's why I created that quiz. Yeah. So here's what you would be good at kind of thing. Well, and I think that's the right thing because we always joke around here. Hey, that's above Bobby's scope of genius. Well, the reason it's above my scope of genius is because I, a, I don't know where to start, how to start, or how to implement it. So I need to get somebody that's good at that. And the person that's good at that may not be the best photographer or may not be able to, hey, figure out how to edit a photo. But I may not know how to do a sales funnel or I may not know how to do an email generation lead. So when you started your mentoring group, 
how did you go from being, did you go from being a virtual assistant first and then realize that you were so good at the teaching side? Cause everybody knows that's my heart here is the teaching. So is that how you got to be the mentor role of being a virtual assistant? I just, I started having so many people come up to me and, you know, Hey, I want to be a VA. How did you do it? You know, I'm just so overwhelmed and, and looking back, yes, it is overwhelming, but there are definite steps you can take to make it easier. So yeah, I just started helping them out. And I'm like, I can just start a group and help everybody. <laughs> exactly. That goes back to the teaching part and goes back to the, te- you know, I think that again is that goes back to, you probably have a technical list side. You're very detail oriented and you're probably organized. So you're better to run those. So what are some characteristics that you think um, would, would allow somebody to leave a nine to five? And I always try to speak when you leave a nine to five, make sure you have X, Y, Z in place. So when you decide to leave your nine to five, you had the reasons you had the hard call, you know, had the hard cry in the car and then you made the jump at some point you just have to start. So your advice as the mentor, let's keep the mentor hat on for a while. So as a virtual assistant mentor, what do you look for in somebody that you think they have God given talent to be able to help other people in an admin role? Uh, You definitely need, we need drive, you know, you're going to have, there are things you're just going to have to teach yourself and do and not be too scared to do it. Um, I, yeah, I grew my side hustle until I got to the point where I just couldn't do both. I couldn't work the side hustle and the full time. And then I finally just had to make a decision. Um, so yeah, you have to have that mentality. You have to be able to work on your own and not have someone, you know, telling you what to do and have that drive. And so at what point, when you, when you mentioned that the side hustle, when you started making enough money that the side hustle was paying your bills, and of course, everybody, we're going to leave the word insurance out of here because we, we all know that we're never going to be able to afford insurance. So, but to leave something that's not, you're not passionate about or that you feel that you're giving your best service as, to go to the 95 and leave your 95, is that one of the key roles when your side hustle starts paying your bills? Is that one of the biggest pieces of advice you would give? Yes, definitely. Yeah. You don't want to just leave your nine to five and not be able to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. And about how long did that take you to do that? I mean, and again, everybody in the bio, I mentioned when I was talking earlier is that, you know, she, she mentioned that she stumbled. Shelly's a big uh, fan of saying, you don't have to know it all. You just have to know that, that you can try and do it. And so she taught herself along the way, which is why she's going to be a great teacher. If you guys are listening in that want to become a VA. So is that one of the things is, Find out that one thing that you think you might like to do, dive into it. And then when you know you're more passionate about that, than going to your nine to five and are making the money. Do you think that leaps easier to take? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it was so, it was very scary. I'm not gonna lie, but it was so exciting. So exciting. And it, I have never regretted it. And as a mentor, how are you finding VAs to come and work with you? I mean, do you, are you looking, do you have a program? Can people sign up to take your courses? We'll talk a little bit about that later, but go ahead and dive in a little bit about as a VA mentor, how is that role to other VAs for you? So I have a Facebook group um, that they can go into and I'm helping them in there. And then I also have a free resource library. Um, And then I'm also, I have courses. I have a free workshop that I'm about to launch. Um, so yeah, there are different, different ways that you can learn from me. And so are there different categories? We talked briefly about it. So, um, are, and are you teaching that as well? It's like, you know, I think as, as creative business owners and, and our podcast mostly is about creative entrepreneurs, you know, 
there's admin side, but then there's some creative side. So are there VAs that are good at the accounting side? Are there VAs that are good at the website design? Maybe you can um, enlighten us a little bit about what all the umbrella over VAs are. And, you know, take a few minutes and kind of dive deep in a little bit about what the role of VA can play and how they all differ and vary. Yeah. So, oh my God, there's so many roles. Yeah. The admin side, tech side, website, graphic design, uh, proofreading, copywriting. Wow. Um, I, it's just it, social media. Um, yeah, it just goes on and on. So you just try different things and see what you like. Like I tried, I was like, I really like writing. So I was like, Oh, I'll be a copywriter. No, <laughs> it's a lot harder to write in somebody else's voice. So, um, I decided, Nope, that wasn't for me. Um, and then, so I was like, okay, moving on. I'll try social media, you know, that kind of thing. So you just dabble and try different things and then find what suits you. And then elaborating on that, because I think everybody probably says, oh my gosh, I'm the best social media person out there in the world. And if I have 10,000 followers, that means I must be running something right. Not the same if you're trying to run a business. So do you, what area do you find that most people start being a VA and then how quickly do they leave that idea behind? Oh, like, like as a social media manager or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot, I think a lot of people do try to be a social media manager first and then realize, oh, that's a lot harder than I thought it was. Um, so yeah, cause I definitely tried it too. And I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> so yeah, it's important to like work in your zone of genius and not be afraid to try different things and fail and be like, oh, that wasn't for me. It's, you, you have to try different things. There's so many things out there and it wasn't anything, you know, you learn in school necessarily. Like I went to school for med tech. I didn't right. learn about social media. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and again, and it changes every day and it, and it moves around every day. So as a creative business owner, where, where do creative business owners go to find VAs? I mean, I know it's a growing field, but like anything else, it's a big bunch of fish. If I want to sit there and cast my poll, I don't want to sit there and get the one that doesn't do this or go like that. So, you know, when you have your group and your Facebook group, are you also helping them find positions or is there a list or do you have a directory that people can go? Because as a creative owner, business owner, I can tell you that that is one of the things where I know I need it, but I don't even know where to start. And, you know, let's be honest, I don't want one of my past clients maybe. Um, And maybe I don't want uh, one of my best friends. Maybe as a creative business owner, I need a whole fresh set of eyes. So how can you guide creative business owners on wearing to go find one and then maybe give us some tips on what we need to look for. And then the third part of that would be, what is the process? How do we know how to hire one? How do we know when one's right? Do they give consultations and, and what's the process like to then actually retain one? That's so funny you said that. Cause I also have a quiz. Um, are you ready to add a team member? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's important. You don't want to wait until it's too late and then you're in over your head and you don't even have time to train someone. Right. Um, yet you want to make sure as a business owner to start the processes, your, you know, your standard operating procedures and have all that in place as soon as you start, because eventually, hopefully you will scale and, and need to add a team member and you want to have all that in place before it's too late, um, before you're too busy. Um, and honestly, I have found all my clients either in Facebook or referrals. Um, and that's where I have found now they do have websites like Upwork, Fiverr, you know, there are places like that also that you can find VAs, um, lots of other websites too. Some of them are paid, but I do hope to um, create a directory also for my membership. 
Well, I think that that is something, because I mean, I'm just going to speak bluntly here. It's if I go to Fiverr or I go to Upwork, I don't know that I'm working with somebody in the, team, in the, the same country, let alone the same half of the world around. So while I may have a great VA in India or Australia, man, the time zone difference would be really hard, I would think, for me to be able to communicate. And, and, and you hit on that earlier. It is training. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know I know how to do that job above my scope of genius. So then how am I supposed to train a VA to do yeah. something? So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So like you, yeah, there are certain things you can train that you want them to do that you already know how to do. If you want to hand that off, like, you know, outsource that out. But if there's something that you don't know how to do, yeah, you definitely need, I would ask for um, like, if it was a website designer, do you have examples of previous websites that you've designed um, or um, stats from like Facebook ad person, you have um, stats from previous ads that you've done for people, uh, portfolios. A lot of people have portfolios um, just to prove that they actually do know what they're doing. For sure. Okay, well, again, and get references or see how it is. So as a creative business owner, could you build an entire team of several VAs or, oh, absolutely. or, or is it better to just have one VA that does it all? Eh, that depends also on their time. Like, do they have other clients? Do they know how to do everything? Are they good at everything? Um, or you could also hire like a VA that has other subcontractors that they use that gotcha. um, in their you know, zone of genius. I have one. I have a graphic designer that works under me because I'm not the best graphic designer, right. but I wanted to offer that to my clients. Well, gotcha. So then, so that, so again, it's, you can build a team of VAs and have everybody in their own special niche, which we, which would be the same if you had a, if a big company again, only mm-hmm. we're keeping it personal because you would go to the, you would go to the payroll department or the human resource department, or you would go down to the copywriting department. So, I mean, I think that is important for our listeners to understand. One of the questions that, that came in in several different versions of, because in creative industries, we don't have set pricing or standards. And I know pricing, everybody is always a, a tough, touchy subject and we don't like to talk about it. But I think on things like this is you're not paying somebody just a minimum wage. You're not saying, hey, come in, um, sit down, interview me. I need, I'm looking for a housekeeper or I'm looking for somebody to clean my studio space. To You know, that is a hardworking job. That's their level of scope of genius. That's what they do. On the creative side of it is I'm trusting you. And I'm not saying that I don't trust my housekeeper or my studio keeper, but I'm saying is their job is to make the space look great and pretty. But when I want to hand off something that I do or something that I sell or something has my name on it, I want to make sure that person represents me well. So how deep do you need to go when you're interviewing a VA? And because we don't have these standards, how do you know what they charge is the going rate you know, the fair market. And how do I know if I need a project and a VA quotes me $10,000, how do I even know if that's worth my investment or what I'm doing? Can you elaborate a little bit on how that works and how you see that work? And then as a mentor, how you teach your VAs? Because I would think as a mentor, you want your VAs to be successful too. So you don't want them to price themselves out and not price themselves too low. But I, but I know most creatives, and like I said, we had about seven questions that boiled down to why do VAs cost all the different amount of money and how do we know we're getting our money's worth? That is a very, very good question. Well, when I first started, I, like, 
I didn't know anything. So I just, I was taking whatever, um, just to get experience. I worked for a really low rate, um, just for the experience. I also would trade work for testimonials, um, just to like get my foot in the door and get more confident and know that I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and as I kept going, I did, I would increase my rate. And you can see also other offers out there and what they're offering to pay and kind of base your experience on that. That's kind of what I've done. Um, and then you also need to ask yourself, what is the minimum amount I can charge and be okay with giving away my time to do this? Um, and you just kind of, you kind of learn and talk to other VAs and see what they charge. Um, as far as hiring a VA, I would suggest like definitely um, asking around and getting, you know, a good idea of what other people are charging so you can compare um, what, you know, and, and you get what you pay for too. There right. are VAs out there that aren't going to charge you anything, but yeah, I think Shelly, it's the same thing. It's like, it's no matter what you want to hire or do or job, there are, there are certain price structures in place because it states this is the quality of work that they're consistently doing. And I think, I think that's the word that we need to remember too, is it's consistency. You know, you want to find somebody that you can grow with. I mean, I, I think if you ask any creative, and I know a couple of creatives who have had their VAs for like five or six years. I mean, they are, and they're making good money uh-huh, you know, as yeah. VAs because they are a loyal person. And I, and I think it's, how do you know when it's time? Um, I'm from the belief that, you know, again, back to the scope of genius, you know, that's, that should be the subtitle of the show today, but it's, it's, I know that my time is better spent serving my clients in a different way. I'm very grateful. I have Tina that does a lot of my admin stuff, but there's still things that Tina number one says, you know what, after 40 years of working here, I don't want to do, I'm not doing that anymore. New technology. Tina has absolutely no interest in learning any. Nope. This is how we do it. This is how we've been doing it. It works. I'm, I can advance and expand, but we don't like, you're not going to see me doing 75 YouTube testimonials about how to be a wedding photographer. Right doesn't interest me. So at what point as a creative, do I say, you know what, here's the 10 things I don't want to do anymore. And how do I know that I can afford not to be doing those so I can make more money somewhere else? And how do I know I can afford to hire that VA to do that? That's a great question. Well, I mean, yeah, you get to a point where you can't, you just can't scale anymore because you can't, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. So yeah, you get to a point where you you have to invest in someone so that you can do money generating activities for your business. Well, and I think the one-to-one value as a business owner is that we, we like that I'm a high touch person. I want to make sure my clients know that I'm getting, they're getting white glove experience from me. And I also know that I would embrace a VA as a team member because I couldn't do it without my team member because they're part of the team, intricate part of the team. And they normally don't have any one-on-one reaction or they ever get to see but if VAs are doing things, I've been hearing that VAs can manage Facebook groups. I've been hearing that VAs can do, again, can go on and help get your courses going. So that your client may never see their face, but they're definitely familiar with their work. So you want to get somebody that, like you said earlier, that can be that brand voice, that can speak to that. And so I just think that that is, when you sit down to interview somebody, it is, I have this amount of money to spend. What can I get for this? And they have to determine what they can do. And then are often VAs just hired for one project. Um, 
you know, do most VAs just come in and clean something up and go away? I mean, how, are, how is the world of VAs changing, especially in the world of COVID? Yeah, you can definitely hire per project. Um, and there are a lot of VAs that do like to do that. I personally like to work with a client, ongoing client, because um, I really invest in them and their business and right. just really like to give that ongoing support. To me, it's more about the relationship right. um, than like always trying to find a, a one-off project. Um, but yeah, there are definitely both and it just depends on the, the person. And I've also noticed a lot of people now that when they're looking for a VA, I almost said interview, but I don't really want to say interview. It's more like a, a right. meeting. Um, but they ask a lot about like personality tests. Um, that has been yep. huge um, lately. Like a lot of, you know, what's your Enneagram? What's your, your Myers-Briggs types? Home? I think they're exactly. I mean, I think everybody's saying at home and they're like, they're like, Hey, I might as well take this test. I might as well see what I'm doing. I might as well want to see what's happening. But do you think that plays a role? I mean, you, by your, by your own definition, you have a quiz and that quiz helps people that want to come to you. Cause if somebody takes this quiz and, and you can't see any traits for them to be a VA, you're, you're going to, you're going to do them a disservice if you take them on and try to teach them how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste of, of everybody's time. <laughs> right. And then you're going to put somebody, then you're right. going to put a VA out there that's not going to be able to serve. Then we go the whole story of, well, this is why we have bad VAs because, you know, I mentioned earlier yeah. before we were recording that, you know, we did get a couple of, you know, horror stories about VAs and I try to keep everything positive here, but we have to, un we have to understand that if you hand something off to somebody and then they take that idea and then they go running to a new client with it as, Hey, let me bring this idea to you. And then they get hired then they leave you. And, and I think that's something we should discuss a little bit too. It's the VA workload. What do you recommend to your VAs as a mentor? And then flip the hat and be the, you know, creative business person for us. How does it, how does a VA determine how many clients they can take and how many they can serve? And is there an average amount of hours a month that a VA works? I mean, you mentioned yourself, the relationship, but I think yeah. that's a big fear I have as a creative entrepreneur, and I know I hear from others is I'm going to spend my time with this person. And after about two weeks, they take the idea off. And then I see my idea of being run through a funnel somewhere else on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's a very good question. Well, I have a non-disclosure agreement in my contract. So I think the contracts that you have with your VAs, they're very important. Please read over them. <laughs> well, and you <laughs> and touched on it. Over time. Well, and you touched yeah. on it right there. Expand on that. Why should you have a contract and who initiates that? Yeah, well, I, I have my own contract that um, I offer to my clients. Um, and yeah, you definitely should read over it. it. It should protect both the business owner, both business owners, the VA and the client um, for like non-disclosure agreements or, you know, um, I have a 30 day notice in my contract. So you can't just drop me with a no notice. Um, so things like that, they're very, the contract's very, very important. I have learned to fine tune my contract, learning lessons over time. I'm like, Oh, that wasn't in my contract. Okay. I'll add that, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I, I could tell you that every <laughs> wedding uh, business owner that, that listens in here, um, when people ask how come our contracts are 25 pages long is because each clause is really Susie wedding clause, Karen wedding clause, Mark wedding clause, because at every wedding, somebody did something. So now we've added and that's their name, only we just cause it clause 1A, yeah. you know? So I mean, but, but see, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that people even thought about you're going to have to have a contract. This is an employee. 
And are they a 1099 employee? How are you treating them to be an employee? Because they're a central person to your team. Um, if you're just writing them a check, it's a business expense. So you want to make sure that you're doing the proper taxes and you are, you know, you why, why do you just want to write somebody a check and not take the, you know, hey, I want to take every perk of tax benefit I can take off it or tax credit. And then that person needs to be protected and being paid. So the contract does the same thing, works to protect the, you know, the yeah. VA and so, is it a standard contract VA wise? Like, does everybody start with a basic one and then you just, like you said, add on it? And should the should the should the should me as a creative business owner say, I want to see your contract first before I sign it? What's the advice? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, and make sure. And I mean, I've had some clients that want me to revise the contract, and we negotiate and we talk about it if I, you know, agree. But. Um, one thing you said that I want to touch on. So like VAs are really not your employee. Technically they're, they're 1099s, they're contractors. So you, you pay them and the VA has to make sure they pay uncle Sam and um, there's no, you don't have to worry about taxes. You don't have to worry about benefits with a VA. So there are a lot of benefits too, to hiring a independent contractor for the business. Well, owner. Well, too, and I think like it's anything else, you know, it's like it, most people right now are working from home and they're at the house. And the last thing they want to do is have five employees. And I do know a couple of photography studios, in their basement have got six or seven employees that come every single day. They've been quarantined together. Now the kids are home and it's just too much, you know? And so it's, it's while a lot, everybody's kind of working on their own, the VA can come in and you can still do Zooms with your VA. You can still have team meetings and have your Zoom, your end of Zoom and still have your VA come in. And I think when you're in the business, like for me, in, in my overall business, if I have two or three other employees, that VA can do something for all of us. Like I would hire that VA to be mm -hmm. Bobby Brinkman Photography's VA. And if I have two or three photographers that need something, she would be working on them. So the way that I would do a contract with that is, hey, you work for all of us. Mark might have something for you. Tina might have something for you. And I think people forget that. It's not, you just say, hi, Susie, the VA. Here's my email blast today. You can have Susie do lots of things for whatever amount of money you're paying her and you might get more bang for your buck at 25, 30 bucks an hour instead of just saying, hey, here's five emails to write. You know, have her do several other things or have yeah. him do several other things. I know I keep saying she, but there are guy VAs. So, you know, we're all about inclusion here. You know, everybody, mm -hmm. you know, can do that. But I, <laughs> I think that's something that, that people miss. And, and that was one of the things that I was, you know, I haven't ever talked to a VA mentor. I haven't talked to somebody. I, I know some VA Academy people and, and classes that now you can take. So, you know, it was very interesting to me that you were the mentor that you were trying to teach this for several reasons. One, just that people can find something to do nine to five, but that tells me that you're caring more about the quality of VAs that you put out there. Because I think, again, your name's on it. If somebody says, oh, I trained under Shelly or I went to Shelly's group, that's going to carry some weight for your VAs that go through you and come through you. So, you know, I think, I think that's something we have to, we have to think about. We're going to shift over to your courses. Everybody, her um, website is elevate your best life. And again, Tina will have all the links down here, but uh, maybe share a little bit. Wh why is it called elevate your best life? Let's kind of dig deep a little bit there. That's so funny you said that. So when I first started my website, it was more like about personal development because at the time I was, um, I had a life coach and I was like, and I, want to mention that too. I had a life coach when I decided to actually leave my nine to five. So there's a lot of mindset work that I did. Um, and that really, really helped. Um, and yeah, I just got like kind of addicted to personal development. So I was like, you know, everybody should elevate 
their best life. So that's where I came up. And then I'm like, well, that kind of works here too. So I'll just stick with it. <laughs> exactly. But I, but touch on that. You, I know sometimes people might think VAs are also coaches. I, I hear that was one of my questions is can a VA be a coach? And is there a big difference? I think there is a difference. I think a VA is physically doing work for you as in pencil pushing, even though it's on a computer where a coach may give you homework. So touch a little bit about that is, is your role and how you think coaching plays. Cause you know, I, as a business coach, that's one of the things I want to teach people is I want to teach people. Don't try to do this all yourself, get a VA. So by you bringing in a life coach and you, and you're working with a life coach that also in fact inflected how you business has grown. So mm-hmm. the value is definitely there. Both. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love, love my life coach actually. And we, I ended our, you know, she had a program and I got to the end. And when she started a new one, actually we started last week and she asked if I wanted to join, I was like, yes. (laughs) So I think that that mindset work is so important in it, a business coach or yeah, you definitely always need to surround yourself with someone that can teach you how to be even better constantly. Right. Because we're always, and again, you have to invest in yourself. I mean, you have to keep yeah, absolutely. To keep investing in your business. I mean, and I look at, that's what a VA does for me. I'm investing in my business to clean some things off because let's face it, if I had a really great VA and I'm working with my VA and then I had a course that I wanted to take that I knew that would be bring value to my business and I could take off three hours to do this and know that things were still going, especially for solopreneurs. You know, you got, you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have plenty of people that, it's just them and they're trying to do everything and they're, and they're struggling. And I hear, and I hear when they, when they call me for a, a coaching or a five minute kick in the butt, they're overwhelmed because they're trying to do everything as a solo entrepreneur and they, and they, they don't even know where to start. Now they're buried and now they doubt themselves. So if I can take three hours to go take a course and know that the emails went out or that somebody, even if they just wrote, Hey, we'll be right back to you. That's not, you know, automated. That's investing back in my business to keep it growing. And I believe that if we surround ourselves, I, I always say that, you know, you, know, you want to know where you're going to be in the next three years, look who's around you right now. I mean that I love that old adage. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think it's so yes. true. So let's talk a little bit about your courses. So why are courses important? Um, VAs need to continue to educate, but on your website, you have some great courses that lead people into a becoming a VA or knowing they want to do a VA and you have quizzes. You're, since I have your, since I have your, you know, time, I want you to share right now with everybody, because we haven't talked about this on the show yet. What is the deal with the quizzes? It's kind of like the Enneagram we're talking about, but why are quizzes the new all be end all and VA seem to be running the pushing out the quizzes. So what's your take on those? That is interesting. Okay. Well, if you're a business owner, growing your email list is very, very important. Um, and in order to do that, you need to, you know, offer them something free in exchange for their email address. And I had a freebie and it wasn't converting. And then I saw, you know, something about quizzes. So I was like, well, I'll try this. And it started converting at like 85%. Wow. Um, it's insane. And it just really helps you grow your email list. And I think it's because people see a quiz and like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to take it. They want to learn about themselves. It's fun. It's quick. Right. Um, yeah. And so, and then you can use these quizzes in your business to lead them towards whatever product or service you have. Well, so, I think it's like the same thing. Everybody likes to go on there. Oh, I'll take this, you know, this Facebook do hit what And I think again, 
people right now have so much time is so different right now with everybody. And you're either all are at home or all sitting on our phones a little bit more, but everybody is trying to find out something. And I, and I think more than anything right now, people are trying to find other routes of income for out of, you know, and I, I always try to, to share it and, you know, and it's hard, man. It's, you know, you can't live in that lack, you know, that's that space of fear. You, you just can't live in that space of lack and fear and in it, but it's hard. And I think, if you're trying to run a business right now and you were hit with COVID and this could happen again and you weren't prepared for it, it's really hard to sit back and say, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. I can't do all this work, but I don't have the income. I can't afford a VA. I can't afford anybody to come help me. And I think you're just going to dig a deeper hole. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to believe in ourselves and we have to figure out, all right, you know what? I've got this amount of money this month. Let me at least start with a VA. Let me find one. Let me do the research. You're going to be extra picky, I'm sure, but let me figure out what that VA can do and how they can do it. And maybe from your perspective, you can let us know what are some of the key questions that we should be asking a VA and not be afraid to ask. Maybe that's a better question. What should we not be afraid to ask VAs? And what are some qualifiers to make sure that we might be the right fit? Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, I think it all depends, like you said, um, you know, are you okay with a time zone difference? That's really important. I've, I've been working with a client that has a VA in the Philippines, and it's extremely hard for me to communicate with her because we're 12 hours different. So that's, you know, that's important. Do you want them to be close by? Do you want them, um, does it, is it important to you that they speak good English or whatever language that you speak? Um, how, how much experience do they have? Do they have a portfolio? Can they show you um, examples of their work? Uh, what kind of hours are they willing to work? How many hours do they have available? Um, uh, if they don't know how to do something, are you okay with them learning how to do something? Are you training them? Well, you come <laughs> on, you, on that you mentioned, are there tools that VAs say, I, I can bring this to you? Um, without mentioning the name right now, so we can talk broadly about it, a VA comes and says, I have planning tools. So I bring a skill set to you. So if, if I come to a VA and say, you know what, I don't, let's just talk about launches. I want to launch this online course, or I want to, I want to know that I want to get five, book five new weddings, or I want to get five new clients. A VA might, and we don't have anywhere to do that. I, I have pen and paper. I have sticky notes. But a VA may be able to come and say, I have planning boards, Asana, Trello. So they're going to be able to bring a skill set with that, what's the word, that service that they already pay for, that even though you're probably going to pay them back and doing it, but you don't have to learn how to use something else. So you're not adding that to your plate. So is that has to be a huge benefit of what the VA can bring. So is that a question like, what all do you bring with you when you come? For instance, let's just use the lead generation. I'm trying to use lead generation. What would the VA be able to say to me? Well, I will do this, this, and this, or I have ideas that you don't even think of. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. If you can that? say, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, you want to be kind of open as what your goals are, how you want to grow. And then, yeah, see if they have ideas or ways to help you do that. Or, hey, I know how to do that. Or I've tried this one time and this worked. Or, yeah, definitely. Great question. Well, and that's their experience. I mean, that's, again, I mean, I'm, I don't know how to do it. So mm -hmm. I want somebody to know how to do it. But by the same token, you got to be able to click your head a little bit and go, okay, that's still my voice. But make sure you 
message goes out this way, but if you don't start it, you're never going to know if it's going to fail or succeed. I mean, you can't even get the yes if you don't ask the question. You can't even get the no if you don't ask the question. Yes, so if, if you're having a VA come on and you're doing a major interview process, remember that you're hoping that they bring more to the table. They're bringing something that you don't know how to do or you don't want to learn. You know, and that's yeah. like with some of your courses on your website, you know, you have a whole resource library. Then you've got the quiz that we talk about and how to do the goals. I mean, having courses like this, you know, VAs could help if anybody's listening in that's, you know, just getting into online, you know, sales or online products. This is a perfect example of what a website could look like with courses on it. And so there are VAs that specialize in courses. There are VAs that specialize in probably how to get your account set up and how to do things. So I think if you're sitting down and you write down the things of what we need to do, what would be the top five questions you think we need to ask a VA and then the five reasons, give me five good examples of when we know we need one. Oh my goodness. You put me on the spot here. Top five questions. Top five questions to ask a VA. Yeah, what their experience is, if they have examples of their previous work. Um, yeah, tell them like your your goals for your business and do they have ideas? How would they bring something to the table? How would they bring something to the business to help you? Um, their, yeah, their hours they're willing to work. If they have time, you know, you need to know how much time that you're willing to get a VA to help you. Um, how many questions was that? <laughs> well, no, that, that's it. Let's elaborate on that for a second because we kind of, I glossed over it because you, you said it again. So I know it's a key point. If a VA says, I have 10 hours to give you, how do I know that 10 hours is enough for the project? That's a very good question too. Um, I guess you don't really. And another thing I like to do with my clients is, well, some VAs charge hourly, some have packages. Um, and I think starting out, I started out hourly and now I have packages. I just prefer packages. It helps for the both parties to budget. Um, I kind of know now how long it's going to take me to do something, how much I'm willing to, you know, get um, someone to pay me for a certain project. I've kind of honed in on like what I like to do and how long it takes me, that sort of thing. Um, where was I going with that? So it is, you, I like to offer my clients also, since as a VA, you're not an employee, you can do a trial basis and see okay. how it works. Um, you can also, you know, touch back every couple of months and see, okay, how are things going? Do we need to adjust? Um, things like that. We, I definitely meet well I meet with my clients weekly and then we have a meeting how are things going do we need to add hours take away hours adjust this package that kind of thing it's very flexible well see and I think that's key like right there because it's like if I don't know how to do something I don't know how long it takes so where's the accountability come into that Shelly without being just a jerk how do I know that you did 10 hours work on that because if I don't see progress I'm gonna doubt it if I see progress I'm gonna go oh my god you're kicking butt Shelly, my guy did amazing. But when I can't see anything and then I'm giving you 300 bucks a month, I know it takes time, but where's the accountability come into that? How do I know you're doing what you say you're doing? Yeah, that, that is, I, for a lot of my clients, I will do, um, there's this tool I use called Loom and you can do like a screen share and show clients how I really like to empower them to know what I'm doing. They don't necessarily have to do it. 
but at least they kind of have an idea of, you know, like, or if I'm setting something up for them, okay, here's how I did it just in case. And those are great tools to use too for like um, SOPs, standard operating procedures. Then you have all these how-to videos in case the VA leaves, um, you know, and you have to find someone else. So those videos I think are great. Ask them for videos, you know? But I mean, again, but see, because that's true. It's like, you know, I don't know that. And so if you, I don't want to know how to do it. Like I, I always say, I don't care how you finish the race, just finish the damn race. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the reason I have you is to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't want to be checking in every five minutes, but if I have a question about, Hey, it's been a month now. And at the end of this month, I haven't seen forward progress, but if I see not so much in getting money in the bank account or getting sales, but if I see that more people are following or the group is growing, I can see progress and I know when you start fresh and sometimes it's just okay to start fresh with the VA, like scrap whatever was going on and let's start over and then we'll see what move on. But I think that would be the hardest part is, you know, I think the loom idea is brilliant. You know, you've just won me as another big fan, you know, but <laughs> I just, it's show me what you're doing. So then I know the results I can see and why then mm-hmm. by the same token, if a VA should understand what my goals are before they take the job. So oh, the VA should be able to say, I've managed Facebook groups before. I know I'm going to go in there once or twice a week. I can tell you 10 hours a month is all I need to spend in there to get it growing, especially new. And then brilliant that you're going to check in and be willing to adjust. Because again, if I'm overpaying for something or then I get overwhelmed too much, because I'm going to tell you that it's probably true and you can you know, defunct this myth a VA can help you scale too fast if you do things too well, because the VA, you hired them, you let them go. And now look what happened. Now you're That's busier true. than you thought you could be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That would be an awesome VA. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I check in definitely weekly with my clients, usually daily It's definitely up to that relationship too. I know some VAs will be like, you know, if you sign up with me, you get one, our weekly check-in every two weeks or something. I like, I like, like I said, I like that relationship. If you need me, you can get in touch with me. We're going to meet, we have a set meeting weekly, you know, where we zoom and go over everything from the previous week. We check in and yeah, if you, I like to give my clients that peace of mind. Um, And so like, if that's something that you're looking for in a VA, I don't think it's too much to ask at all. Oh my gosh. And see, I mean, and the ease are right that. See, you know, I think I, I'm going to tell your listeners that I think she just put that into perspective of, you know what you don't know how to do. You may not know how to ask, but a good VA, like anything else, like we're good CEOs of our businesses, they're going to say, this is what I heard what you said. Here's what I think you can do. And so you trust them and you go, you took the step to open your business. You took the step to leave your nine to five. Now you got to trust. And I mean, that's what's hard, but mm-hmm. You also can trust somebody that is experienced in doing the things that you can't do. And the fact that you, you make them part of the team, I think that's key. I mean, you have to make them part of the team and then they'll stay with you. And then, I, I mean, why would you not want to just grow with one and just have one around? And that one that gets to know you so well that might go, hey, Bobby, we just did this, this, and this. You know what? We should try this because that was successful. I mean, that's priceless information and, and it's invaluable to have that to your team. I mean, so, I mean, you know, I think that is exactly, I think that's a, a perfect spot to, to wrap up on, but I, I do, because you're a VA business and a mentor, I always try to leave the episodes a little bit about where do you see yourself 
in three years? I know you talked about the directory, but what are some goals that you have for your creative business that you won't be afraid to try? Yeah, I absolutely want to replace my VA income with my teachings and courses and helping other people become VAs. Um, I just, that's where I, that's what I love to do and create those courses and teach and help. So that's what I'm hoping to do. Gosh, and that's great. All right, listeners, for more information about Shelly, you know, Tina's going to have that in the show notes. So do me a favor. I want you to go to her Instagram. I want you to start following her. I want you to tell her that you heard her here on the podcast when this, you know, that now you're listening, you're going to go do that. And then you can reach out to her. Tina has all her contact information, questions, courses, and let her help you build your team. Let her help you find VAs to help you grow your creative business. And then I'm going to say this. If you have a side hustle and you're feeling stuck in your nine to five, this is a perfect example of somebody who has left their nine to five successfully, is happier, chose joy, happiness, and has built amazing career. So I want you guys to go follow her, get to know her, and learn from her so that you can elevate your best life. Thank you so much, Shelly, for joining us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Last three words, Shelly. Give us three pieces of advice to help everybody have a great week. Oh, man. Just do it. Don't be scared. Just do it. Start somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. You heard that. That's somebody who took a side hustle, guys, and now has a fulfilling career doing what she loves. And, of course, everybody here knows that she's teaching. She's just like us. She wants to motivate, educate, and celebrate all of you. So everybody have a fabulous week. Can't wait to talk to you guys later. Go out there. Keep being yourself. Don't be afraid to suck. Just start. Till next time, everybody, cheering you on. For more information about today's show, check out the show notes on the BeFabo blog at bobbybrinkman.com. Along with some offers for our listeners, you'll also find information about how to work with Bobby as a coach, a speaker, or for workshops. She'd love to collaborate with you. Oh, and don't forget, subscribe to the podcast to keep motivation coming to your earbuds. Be fabo.